Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Hi, this is Ben Mackay from the North Melbourne Footy Club and you're listening to another episode of the Hashtag Kangaroos podcast. Here is your host, Dean. Thank you very much, Ben Mackay. Welcome to another episode. If this is your first time listening to the show, then welcome. My name is Dean Vasic. You can find me on Twitter at hashtag Kangaroos or on Instagram at hashtag Kangaroos Podcast. Also on TikTok as well at hashtag Kangaroos One. So today I welcome back Jesse and Jacinta to preview our tough game coming up against the Crows on Saturday afternoon. Um, there's, we talked about the news as well of Clarko uh, coming back to the fold very, fairly soon by the sounds of it, and maybe to a full-time role at round 19, and also ask them what are they hoping for for the rest of the year. So let's not waste any more time and bring on Jesse and Jacinta right now. Jesse and Jacinta, welcome to the show. Now, Jesse, we just spoke off air. Now, you must be the only person that I know that got Taylor Swift tickets. How did you pull that off with the shambles of Ticket Tech? Yeah, geez, mate. Uh, firstly, uh, Ticket Tech needs to have a hard look at themselves. Um, it was, uh, look, I feel for, for all four and a half million people that were trying to to get tickets. No, look, my, my, my partner joined the queue about an hour, um, an hour before the tickets went live and she was lucky enough to get them. Um, my MCC membership almost nabbed me some as well, actually, but... Um, yeah, it would have been probably the first time I've used my MCC this year, given that, you know, we don't play a lot of games at the MCG. So, yeah, look, feeling very lucky. My my girlfriend's over the moon. So, look, hopefully Jacinta can get her tickets and everyone else can get their tickets. But, yeah, yeah, very lucky. Yes, yeah, my Jacinta, MCC not my did club. not help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no luck with you, Jacinta, at all, was it? No, the MCC didn't help. And then, then you want to get angry at them because you pay all that money for the fees and they don't give you... Any benefits? Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, I was talking to you off air. Um, lucky it wasn't Miley Cyrus, I guess, that uh, you couldn't get tickets for if she was uh, doing a tour. Oh no, then then it's the end of the world. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we all know your feelings towards Miley. So yeah, we'll move on from that anyway. I'm sure a lot a lot of our listeners don't want to hear about uh, whether uh, Jesse got Taylor Swift tickets and uh, how you missed out just into. I'm sure they want they're here to listen to North Melbourne. So we yeah, are here. To pre- <laughs> yeah, we are here to preview the game coming up against the Crows on Saturday. But before we do that, we'll go through some news now. Sam McClure reported that Clarko. We'll be back by round 19, which is a very specific timeline. Now, it is rumoured that in the next couple of weeks, he will come back in a part-time capacity. Uh, to me, Jesse, if that's the case, with only a month left in the season, I think it would be best just to have the rest of the season off. What, what do you think? Yeah, look, it's a bit of a weird timeline. I think I, I saw just before I joined uh, you, you guys that uh, Mitch Cleary was reporting that that's a lock, um, that... Um, and obviously, Brett Ratton said that he met with him for an hour and a half the yeah. other day. Apparently, Clarko's already on board in terms of the strategy side of things. So dealing with the coach, the other coaches, and Ratton when it comes to strategy in the long in the long term, um, which I think is you know great. I, I think he it makes sense for him to be involved if he if he feels healthy enough to be involved. Um, and you know, it, it, I, I think so. That's a really important move. But when it actually comes to returning to the to the full time gig, it, it's weird with four weeks left. I mean, a lot that's being reported is that you know he probably wants to return in. He he probably could come back a little bit earlier, but that Hawthorne game 
he feels uncomfortable coming back against Hawthorne, which I mean is a real shame. But yeah, it's a bit of a weird timeline. I mean, Ratten's done a really, really good job. And I mean, I, I, I saw that we had requested for additional funding to pay him because he hadn't asked for any extra money. And um, that, you know, it'd be nice to be able to help him out. But I would probably prefer Rats to see out, you know, the, the year if it's only going to be three or four weeks re- remaining that Clarko's going to take over. Um, but I guess, look, they would have discussed it at length. The board would have discussed it at length. And they would all have agreed on what they think the best path forward is. Um, the most important thing is that from a mental health perspective, he's obviously feeling a lot better. He's in a much better place. Mm, yeah, uh, that's exactly right. And, um, yeah, look, it's gone all quiet again uh, with the whole uh, First Nations uh, case. Um, last couple of weeks, we haven't heard anything about it. Uh, Jacinta, Jesse pretty much mentioned, uh, said that uh, we're in capable hands with Ratten at the moment. Um, now, it's fair enough. He is doing, a, you know, he is getting paid part-time to do a full-time role. role. Um, how do you see it all? A little bit the same, but I do think it's a bit unfair on him that he's only getting paid for what three or four days a week but I don't know I think maybe those last few weeks I'm happy for Clarko to be maybe in the club and helping like you know during the week and things like that but I'm not really sure if there's any point in him coming back for match days and things like that I'm yeah I'm a little bit with that it's a bit weird just come back for three or four weeks and then sign off the end of the season again yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not too sure. Maybe there's a motive there or something like that. I mean, I, I guess with Ratten, I mean, he's probably not too fast because he's probably still getting paid a fair chunk by St Kilda. I think he's still owed, you know, probably uh, uh, fair point. Well, over, yeah, well over a million dollars uh, for the next couple of years. So maybe he's not too worried about it, and he's probably just happy to be coaching. But still, like, it's the principle of the whole thing. So yeah, but um, yeah, we'll obviously see how that. Uh, plays out. Now, there was an article today sort of saying that uh, Clarko will be back to a part-time role um, in the next couple of weeks, and then he will take over at round 19, um, which I can't remember who we're playing against then. Uh, I, I, was, I was thinking maybe we're playing Richmond because that's when we usually get new coaches back, come back. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how we go. Anyway, now we're 14 games in right now, 2-12 and 12, with 12 losses in a row. Got the Crows this week and the Cats next weekend at Cadinia Park, so you would have to think that we aren't going to break that uh, losing streak anytime soon. Uh, what are you hoping uh, to see for the rest of the season, Jesse? Yeah, look, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the midfield mix. I'm still very intrigued to see what we settle on. And I, I guess, you know, we saw a little bit that, and I know we'll probably talk about this a little bit later. We saw a little bit of that with the selection with, you know, LDU in and Greenwood out, but it's going to be interesting to see what we settle on um, with that midfield mix. We've, we've talked about it in the past. We've got a lot of players in that position and a lot of players that play similar roles. So it's just, it's going to be interesting to see what they settle on. I think from a forward line perspective, especially over the last month or so, we've started to see, you know, what we're going to get. We know, I think Larky's form has been helped by Callum Colin Jones being in there, even though uh, Callum hasn't played, you know, well every single game. Um, I think having him there a little bit more of a senior, bigger body has helped Larky out. Um, Zerhar's form's obviously been a little bit up and down, but I think we're settling as a forward line. It's starting to look a little bit more in shape. 
um, albeit, you know, we, we could probably see Sheasel move up there a little bit more. Taron, we obviously don't know what position he's going to settle in. The back line... The back line's an interesting one because, and I'm, the reason I'm not as interested in that, despite the fact that I think most people can agree that needs the most work, is because we still don't know what Ben Mackay is going to do. So it's one of those things that I'm just not, I'm not worrying about it too much at the moment. So I think, yeah, the big thing for me is the midfield mix. Look, LDU's back. I want to see some effort. The next two weeks, as you said, are going to be extremely difficult. I just want to see some heart and soul because I think that's what we've given for the last, you know, few weeks. Um, I know we're leaking points, but we're also scoring, you know, fairly decently. Um, so, look, I just want to see some heart and soul and some effort, especially over the next two weeks. Yeah, no, no very good point there. Uh, what about you, Jacinta? Uh, you hoping for any uh, more wins for the rest of the year or you a bit like Jesse, just want to um, look at uh, certain uh, individual things like um, maybe, you know, uh, how the midfield's going, forward line, and that mix in the back line is going to be very interesting as well. Yeah, I, I'd love a couple more wins, but if we don't get them, I guess you just have to break it down into the smaller wins, like whether our midfield gets on top of Adelaide or Geelong's midfield, even for a couple of quarters. Um, but no, I'm probably more interested in seeing if they do settle down any of these players, like Taron Thomas and Zerha and even Sheasel, who are playing a few positions at the moment and just see if they... Just sit them in one spot and just see how they go on even bringing in players kind of on the fringes like Curtis Taylor and just seeing what they've got. I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of happy for them to muck around with the structure and things for a couple more weeks and then I like to see them settle down so we can really see what we have going into the next season. Yeah, fair enough. Now, I might as well ask you about Harry Sheasel. Jesse, now he's been, uh, you know, phenomenal in the back half, but long term, I asked this to Ricky yesterday as well. Mm. Where do you think his best position is? Oh, mid forward. Yeah, look, I, I watched a fair bit of his draft games, and I'm not going to say he is identical too, but a lot of what I saw was very Toby Green esque, um, as in Toby Green at the moment, in terms of he, he hears, he, was a very good mark for his height. He could obviously play midfield and rack up disposals, but at the same time, when he had the ball in hand, he was mercurial with it. He, his ability, I think he scored 40 plus goals and don't quote me on this, but he's, he scored, scored a significant amount of goals in the, you know, in the juniors last year. He was really, really impressive. So I think ultimately he is going to move forward Um it's just going to be a look. He he's come into the team. They've identified that he's got a clean set of skills, and they've gone a little bit with the Dacos model off the halfback line to build confidence. Um, I'd love to see him starting to get a little bit more mid time, but obviously with the other midfielders, um, that can be a little bit difficult. So look, oh, I, I definitely think that at some stage he'll end up playing forward mid position rather than the halfback line. Um, understanding that playing small, medium forward in a bottom side is extremely difficult. So at the moment, I think it's until we've improved as a, as, as a team, it's, I've got no issues playing him off the half-back line. But yeah, I, look, I think based on what I saw of him last year, he'll play forward or centre. Yeah, how do you see it, Jacinta? Now, we don't have a cloning machine where we can have one in the half-back line and one of him on a half-forward line. Long-term, do you think? Do you agree with Jesse there? Yeah, I think he sold... Up forward, 
and also got inside 50, but then he, at the moment he's also solving some problems down back. So I think long-term he should be up forward. But for now, I'm, I'm the same. I think while he's doing a job back there when we don't really have any other halfback flankers that can use the ball, I think, yeah, leave him alone down there. Yeah, I mean, he's probably your best user. I think you've even mentioned that, um, yeah, because we've uh, we generally do a lot of turnovers in the turnovers in the back half, and he's probably been one of the better ones where yeah, you can sort of trust him a little bit, even though he's prone to the odd turnover like everyone else. But he gets thirty plus touches uh, doing it rather than Aiden Core, he gets about six and still does turnovers. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, um, yeah, that that'll uh, obviously play out over the next twelve to eighteen months. Um, now we'll go to team changes this week, Jesse. Into the team come Darcy Tucker after an impressive VFL performance with forty touches, and LDU comes back from a long term hamstring injury. Out of the team is Tom Powell through injury. I don't know what the injury is, but apparently didn't train at all today and just came out last five minutes and just uh, stood there in his runners and watched. Uh, Phoenix Spicer omitted and a surprise omission in Hugh Greenwood. How do you see those changes? Yeah, look, I was a little bit surprised. Uh, to your point, I'm not sure what the Powell injury is. Um, they didn't go into a lot of detail uh into that, so I'm, I'm I'm a little bit curious as to if it's just general soreness or or did you know what what happened there? So I'm a little bit a little bit confused about that one. Um, I don't think they actually mentioned it at all um, in in the press release. But um, Phoenix Spicer, look, I think we all were discussing this. Uh, you know, um, he probably needs to go in the VFL, get a bit more confidence. He just wasn't having enough impact he had good you know his pressure acts were pretty decent his tackles pretty decent but he wasn't really getting enough of the ball or being damaging with it um so that doesn't surprise me hugh greenwood is an interesting one um yeah look obviously kicked the two goals last game and he's been really really you know he's been a good solid strong body in the team while you know simkin and and, and obviously ldu have, have have missed some games here and there but I guess it's just a mix thing in terms of if you look at the side, you've still got, you know, Will Phillips in there who's a genuine mid. You've got LDU who is a genuine mid. Pretty much told the team last year, I'm not playing forward anymore. So you've got two genuine mids in there. Um, you've got Jai Simkin who's named on the half forward line who is mostly a genuine mid. Um, and then, yeah, you've got George Wardlaw who who's a genuine mid. So you've got a few blokes in there who who I don't think are as flexible as some of the others. So having Greenwood in there as well, and I understand Greenwood played a little bit forward in the last game, but they're probably just looking at the overall mix and going, we we need maybe a little bit more pace. Um, it's it's an interesting one. I can see points two and four, um, Greenwood being out of the side. It's, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think I've made my mind on, uh, up on it yet. Uh, look, the good thing is the team is a lot younger where we're, this is one of the first times we're going to see all the kids uh, power obviously injured playing together in the same team. And I mean, that's super exciting. Yeah. I think we've been a much better team with Hugh Greenwood in it this year when he, um, yeah. And he's one of those players that uh, seems to find his uh, way on the outer when we do have yeah a, a full team to pick from or a full midfield to pick from. So yeah, I, I just don't think there's a spot for him there, but I did, did like him in uh, the look of him in the forward line uh, the other week. So, yeah, I was a bit surprised because Tom Powell is out injured. So, and, yeah, so I thought uh, he might keep his spot. But, no, unfortunately not. Uh, what about you, Jacinta? How do you see those changes? I think he's – well, Greenwood is unlucky. But I think 
most of the times he's been dropped this year, he's been pretty unlucky. I don't think he's done too much wrong, except maybe be a bit older than the younger guys that we're trying to build a future with, to be honest. So I'm not sure if they're just going to make him sub, but then I saw Darcy Tucker's been named as well. So he's also does tend to get that subbing role. So I'm not really sure which way they're going to go with that one. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the sub is probably, you know, I mean, you don't put too much emphasis on it. I think he will be the sub, to be honest with you. I think he will come in the, you know, into the 23. Um, and he seems to play that role pretty well. So, yeah, I'd say that him or maybe a Phoenix Spicer, um, he's got a bit of pace, you know, probably you know, uh, can come on, you know, last quarter and a half. Uh, as long as the game's within reach, it might be over by then. But, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to put too much emphasis on the sub. Uh now, the Crows have been very good lately. Uh, that's coincided with Jordan Dawson um, moving into the midfield. But that's exposed exposed their defence a little. Uh, Jordan Butts, Butts is their number one defender with Max McElhaney, uh, first-year player, as the other key position player. Mitchell Hinge with Malira, who are solid players. Now, Brody Smith is a main rebounder out of there and has been for years. But if we're going to expose them, then getting forward 50 intri- entries and playing a forward half game or trying to play a forward half game in that back line might be the way we can expose them, Jesse. Yeah, look... It's it's an interesting one. I think we all watched how the Crows played uh, last week uh, against the Pies, and they're an extremely talented young side. Uh, I think we can all say that with some confidence. Um, in terms of how we expose them, yeah, look, their defence, especially with Tom Duday out, um, does have some weaknesses. Uh, they're a team that can score quickly. They're a team that can put a, a, a large score on the board. Um, they've got a lot of firepower. Their midfield, you know, Jordan Dawson, etc., is really, really strong. But, yeah, their, their back line isn't at full strength at the moment. And I I, I haven't looked at their team in, in, in detail yet, but I know that I think um, – is it their main defender from last week got subbed out? He's been subbed out several times this year. So, yeah, yeah. So, there's – they've definitely got – so they're still working out their defence. That, as a young team, is the probably the last piece of their puzzle they're working out. So, you know, with how our forward line's been playing, we can definitely put a score against them, I think. Um, the issue is going to be purely, you know, can we defend well enough against them? I think I read something today that we're, over the last seven weeks or something, we're averaging 107 points against um, which is pretty high. So, yeah, look, it could be it could be a bit of a shootout, which I, I wouldn't trust us to win. So, yeah, look, it, it's hard to see too many ways to get around them. But at the same time, they're a young. Look, they're, they're a young side. They could have a down game, regardless of it being in Adelaide or not. We, yeah, but I, I would be targeting their. Uh, I'd be targeting their defense, uh, trying to get some one-on-one matchups. And yeah, look, I think the midfield battle is going to be huge. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I'll get to that in a second. Jacinta, have you noticed uh, or have you looked at uh, the champion data and noticed anything uh, in particular with, with uh, Adelaide Crows um, probably lately uh, since Jordan Dawson has gone in the midfield? Uh, I think just their their scoring power has just has yeah. gone up. Because, <laughs> I mean, he, he always, he, his ball use is so good as well. But I think they've just got the ability to score so quickly with – Rankin and Walker and even Michelle and Bill Thorpe, they're just, they're really, 
and I think they've just gotten better as they've all gelled together. That's, that's just how it's worked out. But we did see Collingwood score pretty quickly against them. So I think you are right in that we can probably break down their defence. That's probably the only point where I think we could get the upper hand. But I think their forward line is going to walk all over our defence, unfortunately. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that soon. Um, but I'll back Aiden Corey this week. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, well, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be uh, very, very uh, interesting. And I think, yeah, I mean, with Dawson moved out of there, um, out of the back seven, I think it's, yeah, exposed their defence a little, but um, they've gained a big strength in the midfield. And we'll might as well go to that. The midfield battle might be the other area that uh, we can do well in. Um, I'm talking us up a little like we might uh, be a chance this week. We have LDU back and have options here, like Jesse said before. If we can get first hands on the ball, then we can be competitive against them and put up a score, can't we, Jesse? I mean, like we've talked about. Oh, I'll tell you what. We played them last year, obviously. I think it was Cunnington's return game or is he second yeah. return game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we we dominated them, dominated them in the midfield. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me from that game, but from memory, we, we dominated them in the clearance. And LDU, I think, had an absolutely freakish game. Uh, now he's coming back from a fair way back, so I'm not predicting he's going to do the same. But look, we did go there last year. We showed up, albeit probably, you know, against a team that uh, didn't have as many star players and wasn't playing as well. Um, but look, we do bat deep in the midfield. Um, they've got, you know, Laird, Dawson, etc., who are out-and-out superstars. Um but we've got a lot of talent. We bat deep in the midfield. I think with Greenwood out, we've you know you've got Sheasel, you've got Taron, you've got a lot of different players who can go into that mix now with LDU as the as really the main man. So you've got a lot of a different mix that can go in there. You've got extra players. You know if they tag and Keys is obviously going to go to uh, one of our players. Um, so, look, you've got a lot of different options in the midfield. We've been, I think, one of the things over the last month or two that we've been, you know, since we've been playing a lot better is our, our midfield numbers have been uh, better, our clearance numbers have been better, etc. So, look, we're definitely a chance. Um, but, yeah, I, I do have this picture in my head of Jordan Dawson, Rory Laird, Rock, you know, getting 40 each. So, we've got a... Yeah, I think we've got to put a little bit of defensive time into them. Not sure how, but yeah, we do. Yeah, just since I mean, Jesse's mate named uh, a couple of real key plays. Uh, Jordan Dawson, since he's gone in the midfield, uh, has had 30 plus touches in five of the last six weeks and in the last four games. Uh, Rory Laird, very underrated player and a bull in there, getting high disposals with high tackle numbers. Ben, you know, ben Keys, another big body mid. Um, they've come on leaps and bounds, particularly when Dawson went in there, haven't they? Oh, uh, yeah, they have improved so much this year. I hope that we get that kind of improvement that quickly, hopefully next year or the year after as well. Um, but I think we will probably have to tag one of those mids, even if they just send Liam Shields to one of them. I'm not sure if he'll have the pace to keep up with Dawson on the outside, even though I think he probably hurts hurts you more than Laird does. So maybe he does go to Laird because he's also a little bit on the slower side. Um I'm not. I'm honestly. I, I hope that our midfield can get on top because if they've got easy access, if they're walking out from the centre bounce to their forward line, we're in big trouble. 
How has our midfield, uh, while you're there, um, Jacinta, how has our midfield uh, stacked up over the last four to six weeks? I think it's improved much by judging by statistics. They have improved, yeah. Um, clearances, um, pre-clearance, post-clearance, everything has improved. I think actually once Cunnington dropped out of the team, it actually everything kind of looked better. It looks better and then the numbers also say it's turned out better as well. So that's hard to say and hard to see because I do love Cunnington, but they are functioning better without him in there at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you could sort of, yeah. I mean, because yeah, I mean, obviously Cunnington uh, has lost a yard of pace, um, and he's probably not the same player as he was. Obviously, he isn't the same player as he was um, pre, uh, yeah, his um, diagnosis with cancer. So, yeah, uh, which is a bit of a shame. Um, now, Jesse, Jacinta talked about putting a tag. Do you think we put a tag on Dawson, whether it's a Liam Shields or someone else? Yeah, look, I, I kind of agree with Jacinta. It's going to be difficult to see Shields keep up with Dawson. Um, I, I don't think we have another player who can necessarily go to him. And I don't... Uh, Shields can probably go to go to him at the contest. But yeah, as soon as it gets to the outside, it's going to be difficult to see him go with him. Rory led... Potentially, you could go to, but I don't think he's in his damaging form at the moment. It's It's a lot more racking up of disposals rather than um, the same, you know, effect that Jordan Dawson's having. So it might just be, have, have to be one of those ones that whoever the midfield is, is who's lined up on Dawson just has to really pay him attention and not just focus on having an offensive game. Um, we, we probably don't have a whole lot of mids who can go with him for an entire game. And at the pace he can go at, he, he's a fantastic player. Um, I guess the, the, the one thing is that, if we can lock down on potentially Laird uh, as opposed to Dawson, I, I'm not convinced that the rest of their mids can be as damaging. Like I know we mentioned Keys, he gets some, he can get a lot of the ball, otherwise he, he, he can tag a player out of it. Um, but his disposal efficiency isn't, isn't you know, uh, he isn't winning games off his boot. So it might be one of those ones that they just go, you know what, we can't stop Dawson, we'll go to Laird. We'll shut down one of their two playmakers and then we'll just have to go head to head with Dawson. Um, it's look, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, I think that's potentially one of the reasons why they may have gone out with Greenwood is just going for a little bit more pace in the midfield. Um, Adelaide obviously like to move the ball pretty quickly given how damaging their forward line is. Um, they've got a few of their small forwards who are pretty pacey who can also move into the midfield. So it's potentially because of that reason. But it, look, it, it's going to be a um, it's going to be a difficult job. Oh, yeah, no matter what. No, definitely. Uh, Jacinta, I mean, we've got Liam Shields who can play a tag and Rob, but he's probably in the last year or second last year uh, of his AFL career. Hugh Greenwood's on the older side too in his last couple of years who could play a tag and roll. Is it time we start to invest in someone that um, – yeah, that can play that role. It's a bit younger. And is there anyone uh, you could think of off the top of your head possibly that could do that role? I'm not sure if they should go out of their way to find like a run with player. But if they could get somebody to, I don't know, every now and then who has the traits to do it. But I'm not sure if we've got any of those hard players, that, um, those hard and super fit players that could do it. Like I look at, you know, Wardlaw and think, oh, he's probably tough enough to stick with them and lay some big tackles. But then I'm also thinking I don't really want him playing a defensive role, you know, 
that often. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's something they should invest in or I'm, I honestly, I can't even think of anyone who would be able to pick up, pick up on it for next year, unless maybe um, a jewelry or someone like that, if they could get him fit enough to stick with someone. But other than that, I can't think of anyone. I'm surprised you didn't say the name. I was just thinking on the top of my head, and that Charlie yes. was I did think of him, but then I thought <laughs> he is very, like, in terms of, like, frame, he's, yeah. he's very light. I think he's probably too light to do it, but he did come into my brain, yeah. He's, he's, he's got the endurance, um, yeah. and he's got the ball-winning ability. He reminds me – I was I was thinking about this the other day. Lazaro reminds me a little bit of Ben Jacobs when we got yeah. him over to the club, and he couldn't – find enough of the ball and then we made him into a tagger and then his last few games before he, you know his his issues with concussions i think in his last season there was two or three games where he got 25 or 30 plus there was one game where he tagged someone out and got 30 plus in a goal um and it, it was just interesting that it took him chasing other players to then become what i thought he would have come later in his career as a decent defensive and offensive player. But yeah, yeah, the thing for Lazaro is just the frame is pro- is probably a problem. And it's one of those things as well that do you want to go out of your way to find a defensive stopper in today's game? I think every team should have one. Um, but you don't want to necessarily sacrifice, you know, a talented, you know, talented kid to go down that path. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones where you probably use sparingly. Um, yeah, one of your players that uh, goes through the midfield, and yeah, he he could certainly be an option. But um, yeah, look, um, I mean, at the moment we're you know we're trying to develop a team, and it probably makes no sense for us to do it now. Whereas we, when we become more competitive, we can certainly look at that option when we're you know playing finals or or close to finals or, or close to you know uh, premiership or anything like that. Then we can certainly look at that. Anyways, we'll move forward. Now, the forward line, and, yeah, we've talked about this, and they have options, don't they? And this is where we will struggle, I believe, Jesse. Tex Walker, Fogarty, a two key pillars, 43 goals for Tex and 22 for Fogarty. Rankin has kicked 25 goals this year. Luke Pedler and Rochelle with 17 and 16. Uh, Riley Thilthorpe with 13. I mean, there's so many options, isn't there, whether it's small and tall, Jesse? Yeah, well, when you put it that way, mate, I didn't realise they'd all kick that many. Um, look, obviously, Texas had a few really good games lately. That's why he's on, you know, leading the Coleman. Um, I'd like to think that someone can sh- shut him down. Um, uh, yeah, look, I've always been a really, really big fan of um, of the, you know, the Adelaide forward line. And I think it's taken them a few years to get their mix right, a couple of years to work out. Like Darcy Fogarty, great, great example. I've always been a big fan of Darcy Fogarty. I, I would have loved to of North to have lured him over. I've, I've thought he's had a lot of quality. Um, and it's probably just taken until the last year or two for him to find that um, consistency, especially last year. So, I mean, you know, he's on track this year for, you know, 35-odd goals. And, you know, people might might say that's not necessarily enough for a second key forward. Um, but, you know, you, you just said it. They've got Isaac Rankin, who's kicked 25 goals. You've got, you know, Rochelle, who hindsight being a great thing, I would have loved to have got to North Melbourne. But anyway, um, they've got some really, really talented smalls, which we I think we all know small forwards generally bother us more than talls. Um, our, we've got tall backmen who can 
generally do a decent job on tall forwards, but small forwards always cut us up. Uh, I mean, Cody Waitman, um, as you know, as recently as the other week. So, yeah, Rochelle and um, Rankin are going to be a real nuisance. It's going to be interesting to see who gets the defensive job on those guys. Um, Luke McDonald, you would assume, gets one of them. You also mentioned Peddler as well. So, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting one because I think, as we've said, you know, it said in the past, we've got probably the two defensive tools, albeit McCon might leave, but the two defensive tools in place. But in terms of the defensive smalls, we don't. We've got you know we've got Zebul. The rest of the back line is going to be Zebul, Core, McDonald, and then probably Sheasel or or Tucker doing the running job. So you know, unless Core's got a, a you know going to play on one of those guys then it's going to be interesting to see how we stack up against their small forwards that's who i'm more worried about than i know tex has done a number on us in the past but i'm i'm actually more you know more worried about rankin and, and rochelle yeah i mean just since i think they are very unselfish forwards as well which makes them even more dangerous like rankin rochelle and Fogarty, they've got um you know 10 plus goals this this year uh, they're happy just to um, give their teammates the uh, the ball in a better position, aren't they? Yeah, and I am very nervous about that, especially if we try that zone defence again <laughs> and they just pick holes and go over the top and out the back. And Yeah, I am very nervous about them running rings around um, our defence, um, especially Rankin. He makes me very nervous. And yeah. I feel like I'm not – I don't actually have the numbers, but I feel like Fogarty – has a good record against us, I, just from memory. And I think a couple of years ago, we played against him at Marvel and I was there watching and just thinking he's just marking everything. So I hope whoever gets him is on their A game because I feel like he's going to cause some headaches. I think every four that's ever played for Adam, whether it's average <laughs> yeah. or four, has always played well against us. We've had Sam Kerridge, who couldn't get yep. a kick, um, kick four against us twice. Yeah. Uh, Jared Kuchenko. Ian Perry couldn't kick a football more than 20 metres, seemed to kick four or five goals against us every time he played us. So, yeah, I've just yeah. checked that. He's kicked 11 goals from four games against us. It's his second best team after West Coast. Which, oh, there we go. So, yeah, you're <laughs> spot on there. He, uh, he loves playing against North. Of course. 11-3 of course as well. So, yeah. Yeah, he kicks well too. Yeah, I'm, I don't think Aiden Core was playing on him. So, I think, uh, you know, he'll get shut down this week. Um a point there by Jacinta. Um, she doesn't want to see the zone defense against the Crows this week. Um, what about you, Jesse? Now, it could be an option. Uh, as long as there's pressure up the field, it can work because I just don't think we've got the smalls to keep up with these players. So, yeah, if we can force uh, error, you know, long balls up in the air, then it you know, gives us a chance with Griffin Logue, Ben McKay as intercept players. Yeah, I think, look, the key word there is pressure up the field. And I, my concern, yeah, with, with, with the zone defence is you need to – you're relying on the rest of your team to apply adequate pressure. Um, and as we've said before, our team isn't necessarily the best pressure team in the comp. Our, our forward line leaks. Our, our midfield um, – is still learning and they don't apply the best of it. Look, I think you've got to look at the fact that, as I said, the last several weeks, you know, we've been leaking scores against us, even though we've been better. So it's it's kind of, 
it, it's one of those ones that you go, and I completely agree with what you're saying. We probably don't have the pace to go with their forwards one-on-one. Um, but at the same time, if you go the zone defense, you need to have full buy-in from your team. You need to have players ready to <laughs> apply that pressure. And I just don't think that we've, um, I just don't think that we've shown that consistently. Um, so look, it, it's an interesting one to see which path they'll go down. I do agree. I don't think we can match up on them one on one. Um, so we might have to go down the zone defense path, but geez, that could end up really bad. Need that pressure. Need the midfielders to be applying the right pressure. Yeah, Jacinta, you're very much against the zone defense and uh, want the man on man this week. Oh, the man on man also doesn't sound good either, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just very nervous about how bad this could get if the zone goes wrong. If that zone turns out the way it did against. Brisbane and they just pick holes and then get everything at the back and Rankin's just waiting in the goal square. I just, I'm having bad visions about this. I just, yeah, but if, if the pressure's up there with them from the midfielders and in the forward line, it could, it could work, but I just don't trust, trust them. I just don't trust the midfields to put that pressure on, you know, for 120 minutes of football. Uh, no, that that's going to be uh, very tricky. I don't think we've played 120 minutes of football for about four years. So yeah, that's going to be, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of got um, yeah that feel that uh, I think we'll be competitive for a couple of quarters, and then we'll have a bad 10 minute spell where they'll kick six goals, and that might be the difference in the game, which is what generally happens. Uh, Jesse, in saying all that, uh, what do you think? I mean, I, I think we're under no illusions that this game is going to be tough. But what would you hope for besides a win? Oh, look, I'm not necessarily concerned with what Adelaide do and what they score. I'm more concerned, as as I said, look, I want to see how our midfield gels with this new mix. I want to see what they can do. You you obviously want to see more progression from the kids. Um, I don't think anyone can fault our effort over the last, you know, four or five weeks. Um, Two games that we potentially should have won – um, you know, we played Collingwood, lost by five goals. They're the best team in, in it. We lost by the d- dogs who who normally abs- absolutely destroy us. So we've we've had a really you know decent patch. Um, we've been able to put scores on the board, which has been exciting. I'd like to probably see a little bit more than that. The worst thing that could happen is we get absolutely blown blown away, like we did in you know some of the earlier games this year against Brisbane, etc. Um, and, and Port Adelaide. If we can go out there, put in some effort, n- not get blown away at the Adelaide Oval, show some signs, I think that's the main thing. I mean, ultimately, yeah, we would love to win, but being a realist, if we can go out there and show some signs of improvement and the players can walk away going, well, you know, that's disappointing, but, you know, this went right and this went right and this went right. I think over the next two weeks with extremely difficult away games, that's what we can hope for. Um, you want to be going in with a reasonably decent high confidence going into that uh, that Hawthorne game. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely, yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, I mean, next two weeks are definitely going to be a challenge, like you said, Jesse. Uh, Jacinta, what about you? What are you hoping for? Well, now that, you know, it's just reminded me that the Hawthorne game is a couple of weeks away. It almost feels like these two matches are the leading for that because that's probably where 
well, our next win will be coming from. So they need to put together some form in the next couple of weeks and not get blown off the park. But I would like to see LDU um, come back. I hope he comes back into that form that he was in at the start of the year. I know it's a big ask to miss a few weeks and come back like that, but I hope he does. I hope Paul Curtis can find some form. I just, yeah, I just hope those players that have maybe been a little bit under can just find something so that, you know, they go into Geelong with a bit of confidence and then we can come out and we can beat Hawthorne. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the next game that we're sort of looking at. That's probably a, yeah, a chance for a win, uh, to be honest with you. Um, Jesse, uh, what's your final prediction? Adelaide by 35 points. Not too bad. Uh, Jacinta? Yeah, I was probably going to say about the same, about 40 points, six goals. Yeah, that's that's probably not too bad in the scheme of things. I will yeah, take it. Of, I will take it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, uh, Jesse, we want to see another, yeah, at least competitive performance. We don't want to go back to how it was at the start of the year when we were getting blown away by 70, 80 points um, and last year as well for a number of weeks. So, yeah, well, um, yeah, it's going to be a challenge, but um, you never know, I guess, at the end of the day. Uh, Jesse, did you want to add anything else before I let you go? No, all good, mate. Just ready for a night of uh, cricket, and it looks like the footy might be uh, pretty much over at half time. But watch a bit of that as well. Uh, sounds good, Jacinta. You're going to be in the queue tomorrow at two pm for the uh, Taylor Swift tickets. I will be in the queue. I will be at work, so and I work in the hospital, so I will just be telling the patients to fend for themselves for a little while because I do need to get tickets. Well, hopefully there's no life or death situations. Um, but um, I will be yeah. ignoring any code blues. I will be ignoring them. <laughs> that's fair uh, enough. Enough. Yeah, <laughs> got your priorities right, um, and that's that's the main thing. And I think, uh, yeah, patients and uh, you know, uh, families as well will understand that. So they I'm should sure. be understanding, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure they will be. Uh, Jesse, well, uh, thanks very much for coming on tonight, and I will chat to you soon. Thank you. Uh, Jacinta, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for coming on and chat to you soon. Thanks so much, Dean. So thank you very much to Jesse and Jacinta for coming on the show tonight to preview our all-important game coming up against the Crows this Saturday. So that's it for today's show, and that's it uh, for the next week and a half for me. I am uh, going on a holiday. I'm going interstate, so I won't be doing a podcast. I'm not bringing my laptop with me. It's just too tricky. Um, so, yeah, enjoy uh, other podcasts. you got Further North, uh, North Pod Show as well. So listen to them uh, and get a preview or a review of the game uh, coming up, uh, or the game that's uh, just finished between the Crows. Uh, I will uh, be back after the uh, Geelong game, or probably a Wednesday or Thursday the following week, where I'll talk about that and do team changes and all that sort of thing where I'll get back into a routine. So, uh, yeah, so unfortunately no show for next week, but I will be back the week after. And thanks to all you lovely listeners for all the likes, retweets and comments you all put out for the show. It's much appreciated. I couldn't do this podcast without your support, so if you can leave a rating and review on your favourite podcast platform as well, that would be awesome. Uh, like I said, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, but until then, today I will leave a shout-out to Lisa McCarthy at Lisa Lulu Bam on Twitter. So bye for now and go Roos.